story three of christmas stories from french and spanish writers by antoinette ogden this LibriVox recording is in the public domain story three the louis d'or from the french of francois coupe when lucien de hem saw his last bill for a hundred francs clawed by the banker's rake when he rose from the roulette table where he had just lost the debris of his little fortune scraped together for this supreme battle he experienced something like vertigo and thought that he should fall his brain was muddled his legs were limp and trembling he threw himself upon the leather lounge that circumscribed the gambling-table for a few moments he mechanically followed the clandestine proceedings of that hell in which he had sullied the best years of his youth recognized the worn profiles of the gamblers under the merciless glare of the three great shadeless lamps listened to the clicking and the sliding of the gold over the felt realized that he was bankrupt lost remembered that in the top drawer of his dressing-table lay a pair of pistols the very pistols of which general de hem his father had made noble use at the attack of zatcha then overcome by exhaustion he sank into a heavy sleep when he awoke his mouth was clammy and his tongue stuck to his palate he realized by a hasty glance at the clock that he had scarcely slept a half-hour and he felt the imperious necessity of going out to get a breath of the fresh night air the hands on the dial pointed exactly to a quarter of twelve as he rose and stretched his arms it occurred to him that it was christmas eve and by one of those ironical freaks of the memory he felt as though he were once more a child ready to stand his little boot on the hearth before going to bed just then old dronsky one of the pillars of the trade the traditional pole wrapped in a greasy worn cloak adorned with frogs and passementier came up to lucien muttering something behind his dirty greyish beard lend me five francs will you monsieur i haven't stirred from this place for two days and for two whole days seventeen hasn't come out once you may laugh at me all you like but i'll bet you my fist that when the clock strikes twelve seventeen will be the winning number lucien de hem shrugged his shoulders and fumbling through his pockets he found that he had not even money enough to comply with that feature of gambling etiquette known among the frequenters of the establishment as the pole's hundred cents he passed into the antechamber put on his hat and cloak and disappeared down the narrow stairway with the agility of people who have a fever during the four hours which lucien had spent in the den it had snowed heavily and the street one of those narrow wedges between two rows of high buildings in the very heart of paris was intensely white above in the calm blue black of the sky cold stars glittered the exhausted gambler shivered under his furs and hurried along with a blank despair in his heart thinking of the pistols that awaited him in the top drawer of his dressing-table he had not gone a hundred feet when he stopped suddenly before a heart-rending spectacle on a stone bench near the monumental doorway of a wealthy residence sat a girl of six or seven years old barely covered by a ragged black gown she had fallen asleep there in spite of the bitter cold her body bent forward in a pitiful posture of resigned exhaustion her poor little head and her dainty shoulder had moulded themselves into the angle of the freezing wall one of her worn slippers had fallen from her dangling foot and lay in the snow before her 
lucien de hem mechanically thrust his hand into his vest pocket but he remembered that he had not even been able to fee the club waiter he went up to the child however impelled by an instinct of pity he meant no doubt to pick her up and take her home with him to give her shelter for the night when suddenly he saw something glitter in the little slipper at his feet he stooped it was a louis d'or some charitable soul a woman no doubt had passed there and at the pathetic sight of that little shoe in the snow had remembered the poetic christmas legend and with discreet fingers had dropped a splendid gift so that the forsaken little one might still believe in the presence of the christ-child and might awake with renewed faith in the midst of her misery a gold louis that meant many days of rest and comfort for the little beggar lucien was just about to awaken her and surprise her with her good fortune when in a strange hallucination he heard a voice in his ear which whispered with the drawling inflection of the old pole i haven't stirred from this place for two days and for two whole days seventeen hasn't come out once i'll bet you my fist that when the clock strikes twelve seventeen will be the winning number then this youth who was twenty-three years of age the descendant of a race of honest men this youth who bore a great military name and had never been guilty of an unmanly act conceived a monstrous thought an insane desire took possession of him he looked anxiously up and down the street and having assured himself that he had no witness he knelt and reaching out cautiously with trembling fingers stole the treasure from the little shoe then rose with a spring and ran breathlessly down the street he rushed like a madman up the stairs of the gambling-house flung open the door with his fist and burst into the room at the first stroke of midnight he threw the gold piece on the table and cried seventeen seventeen one he then pushed the whole pile on the red the red one he left the seventy-two louis on the same colour the red came out again he doubled the stakes twice three times and always with the same success before him was a huge pile of gold and banknotes he tried the twelve the column he worked every combination his luck was something unheard of something almost supernatural one might have believed that the little ivory ball in its frenzied dance around the table had been bewitched magnetized by this feverish gambler and obeyed his will with a few bold strokes he had won back the bundle of bank-notes which he had lost in the early part of the evening then he staked two and three hundred louis at a time and as his fantastic luck never failed him he soon won back the whole capital that had constituted his inherited fortune in his haste to begin the game he had not even thought of taking off his fur-lined coat the great pockets of which were now swollen with the rolls of bank-notes and heavy with the weight of the gold not knowing where to put the money that was steadily accumulating before him he stuffed it away in the inside and outside pockets of his coat his vest his trousers in his cigar-case his handkerchief everything became a recipient and still he played and still he won his brain whirling the while like that of a drunkard or a madman it was amazing to see him stand there throwing gold on the table by the handful with that haughty gesture of absolute certainty and disdain but withal there was a gnawing at his heart 
something that felt like a red-hot iron there and he could not rid himself of the vision of the child asleep in the snow the child whom he had robbed in just a few minutes said he i will go back to her she must be there in the same place of course she must be there it is no crime after all i will make it right to her it will be no crime quite the contrary i will leave here in a few minutes when the clock strikes again i swear it just as soon as the clock strikes again i will stop i will go straight to where she is i will take her up in my arms and will carry her home with me asleep i have done her no harm i have made a fortune for her i will keep her with me and educate her i will love her as i would a child of my own and i will take care of her always as long as she lives but the clock struck one a quarter past half past and lucien was still there finally a few minutes before two the man opposite him rose brusquely and said in a loud voice the bank is broken gentlemen this will do for to-night lucian started and wedging his way brutally through the group of gamblers who pressed around him in envious admiration hurried out onto the street and ran as fast as he could toward the stone bench in a moment he saw by the light of the gas that the child was still there god be praised said he and his heart gave a great throb of joy yes here she was he took her little hand in his poor little hand how cold it was he caught her under the arms and lifted her her head fell back but she did not awake the happy sleep of childhood thought he he pressed her close to his breast to warm her and with a vague presentiment he tried to rouse her from this heavy sleep by kissing her eyelids but he realized then with horror that through the child's half-open lids her eyes were dull glassy fixed a distracting suspicion flashed through his mind he put his lips to the child's mouth he felt no breath when lucian had been building a fortune with the louis stolen from this little one she homeless and forsaken had perished with cold lucian felt a suffocating knot in his throat in his anguish he tried to cry out and in the effort which he made he awoke from his nightmare and found himself on the leather lounge in the gambling-room where he had fallen asleep a little before midnight the garçon of the den had gone home at about five o'clock and out of pity had not awakened him a misty december dawn made the window-panes pale lucien went out pawned his watch took a bath then went over to the bureau of recruits and enlisted as a volunteer in the first regiment of the chasseurs d'afrique lucien de hem is now a lieutenant he has not a cent in the world but his pay he manages to make that do however for he is a steady officer and never touches a card he even contrives to economize it would seem for a few days ago a comrade who was following him up one of the steep streets of the kasbah saw him stop to lay a piece of money in the lap of a little spanish girl who had fallen asleep in a doorway his comrade was startled at the poor lieutenant's generosity for this piece of money was a gold louis End of story three.